Kia ora, I'm Georgia. I'm Catherine. And I'm Molly. And you're listening to... Pimpod! Welcome to this week's episode of Parent Pod. How are you, Georgia? Good. We are just coming off the back of a birthday weekend for Yay. Yeah, Miss Florence. Miss Florence. No. <gasps> Can't believe she's one. You've survived yeah. one year of parenting two children. It's it is crazy. I'm like been feeling all the feels, I think. Um, and you have now have a three and a two year old. <laughs> I know. I was. I just. Firstly, I feel like I don't have any babies in my house anymore with the two yeah. and a three year old. But then also, I was like, oh my god, I have a two and a three year old in the same house who have been at each other's throats for oh, a week. I feel yeah. like Hector turned two, and overnight. <laughs> I have no idea what happened, but they, um, they, it's been, it's, I think it's going to be a ride. Right. They're very interesting ages to have together. Yes, yeah. Do you know, it's <laughs> funny you say that literally just before we jumped on, we were like, since Flo's turned one, she, we don't know what's happened. She, Harry just like, ah, like kind of lashed out at her before. And she looked like she had rage in her eyes and she pulled his hair up. <laughs> until he burst into tears and we were like oh, okay you're not our innocent little florence anymore but i was kind of like no you go girl <laughs> yeah good on you this is like a year of pent-up yes. frustration and anger that she's letting yeah. out so yeah she's like we feel like she's a different child in the last couple of days we're like you're not our little innocent baby anymore Oh, they do seem so much older when they turn yeah, one, don't they? they do. It's um, yeah. Birthdays give you all the feels. Yes. And we, um, I was just saying to you before, I took Harry to the Wiggles on Saturday morning. Um, yes. Yeah. Well, fortunately for us, but really unfortunately for our friend, her wee boy was sick, so they couldn't go along anymore, which was such a shame. But we took their tickets and. I just took Harry, which was really nice. We just haven't Harry and I yeah. haven't done anything the two of us in way too long. Like since Flo was born, I don't even know how we've barely done anything the two of us. Yeah. And when the Wiggles were playing, because we probably watched the Wiggles way too much when in those early days with Flo, you know, I'd chuck it on for Harry if I was trying to settle yeah. down a little bit. And I just felt all like all of the feelings from the last year came back and I was like wow that was so hard but oh, we made yeah. it through you know yeah um, yeah thank you Anthony thank you Simon you got yeah, me through a year of parenting yeah. oh my gosh when they walked out you've seen the wiggles haven't you when yeah. they walked out I got that like I was actually talking to a um a dad who took um one of Harry's wee friends, and we were like, when they walk out, we got that like rush, like, oh my god, <laughs> oh my god, it's them. <laughs> that is so good. They're actually here in real yeah. life. I was like, I thought I was, it felt like I was at a concert for me. I was loving it. Harry was in that is shock so good. the whole time, did not get into it, just sat there, mouth open, like, 
and I was like trying to sing and dance, but it was so fun. Oh, so fun. Hilarious that that's what we do I know. <laughs> do you know, this is so funny. Um, Tomo's parents were telling us they have friends who like um, once a month go on a date night and the oh, yeah. it was the they take turns to organize it and the guy was like okay I'll organize it and he would um got tickets for the adults show because they've been doing like an adults only show yeah what is this adults only wiggles sounds so sketchy yeah. so I think it's just the original wiggles playing the songs and you can drink at it so he got tickets that really throws yeah. me that yeah. that concept he got tickets for that um so him and his wife who are like 60 went but it was he got the wrong tickets and it was for the kids show so oh my goodness his wife turned up and there were kids there and they were just there the two of them at the concert that is so awkward <laughs> so awkward but so funny oh. so they just sat and enjoyed it anyway do you reckon people were like why are these people here without children yeah, yeah. Well, surely you just like pretend that some kids around you were yours. Yeah, totally. To you. Or you'd be like, oh, the grandkids aren't here yet. Wonder what's keeping yeah. them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, bless. But they were really good. Yeah, I bet. We, um, we talking of shows, I booked tickets to go and see Frozen in the musical is oh, in Perth. Oh, my God. At the moment. Yeah. Uh, and the tickets went on sale and it was a bit like the Wiggles, I think, where they sold out really quickly. So I could only get two tickets. And I was like, okay, one of us will take you. I don't mind which one. But Matt, and Matt was like, I definitely want to take him. Like, he's going to love this so much. Um, and then I realized it's Father's Day. So <laughs> instead of get, oh. like having a really nice, I was going to do like a nice afternoon and lunch at a brewery. Matt's going to Frozen to the musical Frozen. <laughs> with you. And he was Happy Father's Day. Yeah. Happy Father's Day. He's so excited. He has an Elsa dress and um, he's asked if he, we can get him the braid. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like the Elsa braid so to put his hair. And he's like, um, Dad, are you going to dress up like Elsa too? And he was like, mm, no, I don't think I will. He was like, okay, you can be Anna. And I'm oh. like, um. <laughs> <laughs> can you please make Matt dress up? I really want to make him dress up. I just don't know if he'll do it. Oh, it would be so good. Yeah. I love the fact that they're going together, like dad and son date to go and see Elsa yeah. in concert. Oh, and how good is Frozen? Yeah, really good. I just hope it's as good as Hugh is expecting with what he tells yeah. me every single day is going to happen. Yes, true. <laughs> I guess um, for them when they watch the movie, what will they expect when they go to a musical? Yeah, yeah, I've, I'm sure it will be. It's so special bringing them to shows, isn't it? We did like The Hungry Caterpillar a couple of months ago. And oh, cool. it was great because it was only a like 30-minute kids' theatre show. I just, it's so special watching their faces light up at that theatre. Yeah, we haven't done many, but I think we're at a good age now where we will be able to. Yeah. And we'll definitely start making the most of that because it is so special and you kind of live through them. You know, you get, I guess you get joy out of seeing them enjoying it, don't you? Or if you're you, then you get 
such excitement at seeing seeing those wiggles True. on stage. Oh, I just I really felt a little bit starstruck and I was yeah, you know that feeling when you're at a concert and they walk out and you're like, "Ooh!" Yes, yeah. That that's what I had. Yeah. Oh. We um did you see Ed Sheeran is going on tour as well around Australia and New Zealand next oh, year? Yes. Are you going? Well, he's it's a week after my due date. Oh, so that might be a bit touching might be, with your history. Yeah, that's true. I'll probably give birth at the concert. But yeah. we were, we also did see that Coldplay are also doing a tour next year. Oh. And I just, I don't know what, at what age, like, could you take them with, with ear protectors on? I, re- yeah, I, th- I would say so. I reckon before like three or four months, you could probably get away with it and they would just sleep in a front pack, wouldn't they? That have no idea. No. And as long as they've got like ear protectors and as long as I guess you're not in like the standing area or people bump into them and stuff and they're warm, you're I reckon you'll be you're okay. like in the mosh pit. In the mosh pit, yeah, with my baby. <laughs> oh. um, but I saw the photos of the Coldplay concert in London. Have you seen them? No. Oh, it looks amazing. So um, like everyone, everyone is given these bracelets that change oh. like colour and flash in time to each song like they've designed it it looks yeah it looks amazing wow um so yeah kind of want to take the baby to that third baby ha- <laughs> yeah exactly it'll be used to being getting dragged along to everything yeah, getting dragged along to things that mum and dad want to go to yeah um, right should we get into this yes. episode yes this has been um highly requested i guess hasn't it It really has yeah and i think it's because everyone feels it everyone yes yeah yeah so we've had lots of chats between our friend groups with each other um, and with the listeners um in our dms about the mother load and we've actually spoken about it a little bit on the podcast already Mm. or touched on it i should say Trying to explain to someone who's not a mum what the mother load means or is really feels impossible. How can we put into words everything that goes on inside our brains and the weight that we feel every day? I think even trying to explain it to your partner can be yeah. impossible sometimes. Um, we actually looked up the definition of mother load when <laughs> preparing for this episode and the definition we found wasn't talking specifically about being a mum but we thought it summed up the mother load what the mother load is pretty brilliantly anyway and it said it's a very large amount of something especially something valuable oh which I thought was really nice it is because yeah it is a large amount of everything yeah it really is special Mm. and And I reckon it's worth saying as well, because, you know, we were quite conscious when we named our podcast, The Parent Pod, that it wasn't just Mm. for mums. And I reckon it's probably the mother load for us as the stay at home primary caregiver or, you know, even if you're not, you're not stay at home, if you are the primary caregiver. But I reckon in loads of situations, it is just the parent load, isn't it? It's whoever potentially was that one who took the majority of the parental leave wasn't it and totally took that load on and actually I saw recently oh it was a few months back somebody on Instagram was talking about yeah the mum load 
and and said like I'm really interested to hear from like the um LGBTQ community um yes yeah about is is it a female trait that you take this all on or you know if you're in a in a relationship where there's two mums um in a family unit with two mums is it how does it work um or with two mm. dads or you know whatever it is and interestingly she said the response she generally got was that it was just whoever was the primary caregiver right. ended up with the mum load yeah it was not everybody but that was the general response and whoever it was who did take that time off at the start even if that wasn't the person who necessarily carried the child you know in pregnancy it was whoever yeah whoever took on that role at the start as the primary caregiver so that's quite interesting because I guess even when you both go back to work yes um that I reckon it's really hard to shape that role and you just are the you are that key parent or that you know the one with the mum load aren't you yeah yeah and I guess that's the thing like we just want to say we're speaking about this from our experience yes um but it is great to acknowledge everyone else and I think we also want to preface this chat by just saying Matt and Tomo if you ever listen to this (laughs) episode it's definitely not a whinge session well Um, (laughs) maybe people will play this to their partners to be like see I'm not the only one uh yes Uh, and and I mean to be honest anything that we're talking about we've had conversations with the boys before anyway yes um yes so what we actually did was we thought it would be quite good to ask our listeners on Instagram if they could share some stories about how the mother loads affected them and then we thought we would just read them out and then have a wee quick discussion about them um yeah yeah I guess so you were hearing from everyone not just us and kind of so we knew we weren't alone I think yeah definitely I reckon it would be useful though to hear like Georgia for you first what do Mm. you feel is your mum load oh it's just it's always thinking about something you know there's always something whether it's the making sure the clothes uh they've got they've got the right size clothes for them and have we got nappies have we got wipes what's coming up have they got their appointments booked in it's just oh my gosh it's just everything isn't it yeah and yeah, yeah. it's what, like what the running you? it's the running of everything I think it's I also um think it's so much about the preparation and timing is I think the thing yes. that I find as well. Um, like I think back like that week that um, I was in hospital with Hector, Matt said to me on like day three, I remember he texted me and said, you and I have eaten out for the third night in a row. <laughs> and he was like, because it's it's literally impossible to like do something with him in the afternoon, like an activity and cook him a proper dinner to eat at five o'clock. Like it's impossible. It's not, it's, I don't know. I don't know how anyone does it. And like, I do that every day. Yeah. Well, I, it made me really think like, yeah, I guess it is tricky. How do you do mm. that? And like, I'm sure people are listening being like, if that's the most of your worries, you need to get a life. But, you know, it's just a, it's just a thinking about it. Like, you know, thinking about during the week what they need to eat. I don't know about you, but thinking about, you know, the fact they need a balanced diet throughout the week and you want to give them exposure yes. to different things and what their favorite foods are. So 
doing that and then thinking about you know if you need to like when I was working I'd maybe make stuff at the weekend and freeze it to Mm. eat that week or if you need to slow cooker things or and then yeah if you are going out in the afternoon for a play date or something like how are you going to get that ready and on the table for when they need to have their dinner so it's not a late bedtime it's just it's the constant planning and thinking ahead I think is the is the mum load for me like in order for anything to go well you know like an activity going out we need to have snacks you need to have a change of clothes like those things it's just that everything has to have the preparation behind it and that's like you doing all that work in the background totally it's like that blowy episode I don't know if you've seen it where the dad's like I'll take them to the pool and then they get there and they're like where's our swim vest and he's like I don't have it and they're like where's the sunscreen I don't have it where are the snacks don't have it you know and I think I mean gender stereotypes again but as a mum you're always thinking about like every scenario what do you need oh totally planning for it thinking it through and yeah I think that's what's like the most exhausting part about being a stay-at-home mum is the yeah the thinking and the planning yeah that goes into every single day well not even a stay-at-home mum I shouldn't say that I've just been a parent really yeah oh totally because I was about to say when I was working I reckon it was even worse because I was like I've got to organize my whole child and myself when I've got you know at least when they're napping I could prep food whereas at work you can't yeah yeah that was really tricky when working actually yeah and then I guess I don't know if this comes under mum load but I'm I feel like it should, but the guilt, because Mm. I feel like um, for me as well, I think I've said before, quite often at the end of the day, you do reflect on your day or you reflect on why dinner went well or didn't. And, and I think part of the mum load then is feeling guilt about the things that didn't go well because you want to improve them for next time. And that's, that's time consuming. You know, you're thinking like, well, why, why did he why did we really struggle with this today? Oh, probably because I didn't do this and he wants me to do this or I should have prepped him more that this is what we're going to be doing. So it's just, it's thinking those things through. So then again, it's so like, you're like reflecting to then prepare more for the next day. Yeah. Yeah. And then you, yeah, you think, oh, why did that not go well? What can I do better for next time to make that run smoothly? And do you know what? Like, I know if I said that to Tomo, he'd be like, what? Yeah. (laughs) Why do you think about that? Yeah, that's and so it's not true. nothing against him. It's just I just don't think it's even on his radar. Yeah, or like I think maybe a chill back attitude. Like if I said, "Oh, do you reckon that Hugh got upset when we went swimming today because of this?" and Matt would be like, mm, uh, "He's three. <laughs> like, yeah, it literally yeah. could be anything. <gasps> it could be because you know you have." brown eyes or because he saw a dog <laughs> on the way like you know um I don't think we can think overthink about everything that goes well yeah. or doesn't they are they are toddlers whereas yeah I'd be thinking well I want him to really enjoy it so what can I do to make it better next time and like maybe yeah. if we choose go and choose his if he chooses his togs and his favorite towel like you know yeah but then that's yeah then I'm like well I need to make sure I leave time to do that before we leave the house you mm-hmm. know Oh, it's, it's just never ending. It is never ending. And again, guys, we know there are a lot worse things happening in the world. And yeah. yeah. Just we, let us have our whinge. Yeah, but just let us have our whinge, okay? Life is hard when you live with two two toddlers or if you live with one toddler or one baby. Things are tricky. Yeah, they are. Shall we share some of the um, things that came in? Yes. 
yeah definitely oh that's me okay um <laughs> so the first one that we got the first message and thank you so much for your messages we had loads of replies of people just you know um just sharing and venting to us in our dms mm. it, was, it was so nice to read so the first one was sometimes when i'm feeling overwhelmed i ask my husband what's on his mental to-do list he might mention a couple of things from work or something that needs doing at home like the lawn and then I'll tell him my list and it's normally a five minute ramble about life admin, nappies, wipes, food for lunches, washing, cut the kids nails, car needs, the waff, dog tree worming, need to buy his nana a birthday card and it's just really good to help to remind him how much unintentionally falls to me so that he then can take a few items of my list. That's a great one. That is a great one. And I guess it's exactly what you were just saying. But I think the thing that I love about that the most is that she is being, this person is being really honest yeah. with her husband so that he can take some things off her plate. Yes. But with that, it's still the mental capacity of being like, okay, I've thought about this. Can you go and do this? And yes, it's great if they take that off your plate but you're still thinking about it yes yeah does that make sense you still need to like check in to make sure it's been done yeah yeah it's not like they've just gone and done it and it hasn't even crossed your mind you're still thinking about it being done and organizing them doing it yeah and And I don't know about you but sometimes it's like oh it's just easier to do it yourself yes uh, definitely and um I think something that has been great about being a teacher is not doing that as much because we, you know, we're always so keen to ensure that children have their independence and that, you know, mm. really nurture, nurture them and give them responsibility. But, oh yeah, sometimes you just think, oh, well, I, like, I know where the best place is to get the WAF done. I did it last time. Like, it's just easier, you know, that type of yeah. stuff. And again, like, or I think if I go and choose a quick birthday card and send it to your granny you know by post I will just do it whilst I'm doing another job you know like at the supermarket yeah. or something whereas I feel like Matt it would be an hour activity that he needs to do on his own <laughs> without children and then yes. he'd be like so I've got the kids on my own for an hour when when you're at home so you could go yeah. do this one job like I'll just do it <laughs> yeah you'd rather I mean you'd probably end up taking the kids but you'd rather yeah, have exactly. the hour to yourself and go and do the jobs yes a hu- like a hundred percent definitely yeah. <laughs> could combine it with a quick manicure you know <laughs> yeah and a grocery shop or... yeah oh totally yeah it's great that this listener has said that they even had that conversation yeah, yeah. just to highlight that not not that not to highlight that her partner doesn't have anything going on but just to highlight how much is going on in the background yeah yeah and the next one was which I briefly talked about actually someone said I always think a great example was buying the next size of clothes my husband said just go to the shops and do it but I think about what he will need the amount of each item he will need nice versus daily clothes where to buy everything in sales once I said the steps to him he realized what goes into such a simple task also the storing of clothes that they don't fit anymore yes so 
washing them all, what's going into storage, what should we give away, how are we going to store it all, and actually finding the time to go through their clothes in the first place to see what they need. Yes. Such a big one. Huge one. I had this conversation yesterday, so so silly, really, but I was thinking, well, to go into Hector's bedroom and sort through his clothes because he really needs a sort – my times that I would do that would be in the evening or when he's having his nap. Yes, but he's in there. I find really difficult. Yeah, so unreasonable of him taking that space. Yeah. <laughs> um, I need this room. But I'm thinking there's no way that I could go, you know, do a huge clothes sort, which probably would take me over an hour, um, with them both there because they would no. want to unhelpfully help me. Yeah definitely and it's this is again this is the kind of one i i want to buy the clothes i really oh. enjoy doing that and i yes. don't want to give that a job over but it is it's everything that comes with it i think yeah i actually think in some ways it's harder when it's a second child because then i'm like oh i have to sort through the old clothes from the other child yes which some are out of season some are not Yep. And then I'm like, oh, the ones that are out of season, am I putting that back into storage in case we have another one? Or, And then I've got like two loads of like 12 to 18 months and summer, winter, summer, summer. And you just think, oh, it's just, it's like a whole day admin to do all of it. Yeah, that's what I've found. And I mean, Florence has worn a lot of Harry's clothes, but there probably are some things that are, you know, more specific for a boy yeah and I'm like okay what do I yeah what do I do with these now do I just put them back and forget about them or Mm. how yeah do I I, because I don't want I don't want to forget about them I want to know where things are and I had things all well organized but now I don't I can't keep track of where everything is and flows like a bit smaller than Harry so yeah it's just it's hard to keep up it's hard to keep up it is and um my mother-in-law when we went to visit her she said oh I need to give you some some clothes to take back with you and that I kept from the boys and she had these piles from her children and one of them was stuff she wanted to keep Mm. from her children it was only like three or four items per child from her childhood um because it was their favorite things they're really sentimental to her which I thought was so sweet and then she had a pile of of stuff not much like maybe 10 things which was stuff that she had kept for them to give to their children wow which again I just thought was really lovely that she'd done two piles but I was thinking do I need to do that is this (laughs) do I need to have like nice stuff for me to keep of my kids and then nice stuff for them to give to their children as well as then, like stuff that you package up to give to other people, because you know, like, oh is my this gosh. is this something that everyone needs to do? Because I just, just again, don't have the capacity to decide, and also I choose way too much stuff. Yeah, how can you pick? <laughs> yeah, it is really cute though. There's like this Thomas the Tank Engine really retro, uh, like eighties eighties sweater that was Matt's favorite growing up. And we've now got photos of both the boys wearing it. And it's so cute. And it makes her so happy. Yeah, that is really special. But something you need to, you know, think about and plan for. (sighs) Yeah, that's a lot. But I guess it would be worth it. But also, do you just keep that in your house for like 30 years in the hope that your kids might one day have kids? Yeah, true. Something else someone told me about. 
was that they kept the nicest onesies and baby clothes, like the beautiful ones. And then they got it made into a quilt. That's a really good idea. Yeah, well, I said this to Matt and he said, that's super creepy. What would you do with it? And I was like, huh. yeah, I know. I was like, well, we'd keep it for us. It's our baby's clothes that we remember. It's so sentimental. He was like, I just think that's really weird. But I was thinking like, oh. I mean, each to their own. Each to their own. But again, I'm like, oh. So I had to pick the ones that don't have like vague poo stains on, the yeah. ones that are in good condition. And then like, I'd always feel guilty that there were more from one child than another. Yeah. There'd be heaps from the first, a couple from the second and not many from the third. Yeah. And then you obviously have to get it quilted. You yeah. just think, oh. Too much admin. Like sentimental stuff. So, so nice. So much work when you were in the trenches. And do you feel like our generation just won't do things like that as much? Oh, potentially. I mean, in some ways it's easier than it's ever been to do sentimental things because there's so many like um, like apps, you know, like that one one second of video a day and it makes it into a, yes. like stuff like that. This, and all the, I guess you know, like Google photos and iPhotos, but actually now there's so much of it to sift through. Mm, I don't mm -hmm. know. Maybe it is, but I guess we've kind of gone on a tangent, but yeah, the kind of sentimental baby books, baby clothes stuff is a serious mum load thing that is also mum guilt, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. I was actually just thinking that I feel like I was really good with Harry's and flows on like, Ooh, <laughs> yeah. I totally been in a while. I just made up the other day when Hector lost his teeth. I just wrote random yeah. dates. Like there's this chart in the back of his book with all the teeth. And you're like, who cares what day he lost like the third tooth on the left hand side of his upper jaw? Like just like, oh, 23rd of August. Done. With you, you're probably like 15th of June, 1046 AM. Yeah. <laughs> it came through. I have a photo of the moment. Yeah, here's the picture. <laughs> yeah third child I'll be like oh when did you get teeth yeah oh there's four there wow yeah. incredible I'll just jot, jot that down as 2024 yeah <laughs> um oh. yeah it's um yeah it is it is hard to stay on top of all those things and it's really gutting when someone like one of my mum chats like just like whatsapp chats Someone um, mentioned the other day about like their email address, you know, you send letters to your children's oh, email address. Yeah. And I did set up emails to the kids when they were younger. <sighs> but like finding the time to write them emails, I'm like, mm. when you're standing right there nagging me for lunch, I'm like, <laughs> priorities. I love you so much. I love you so much. <laughs> email would be, you keep nagging me to have more sandwiches. <laughs> You're really doing my head in right now. So I'm afraid I can't respond to this email. <laughs> I guess that's the thing as well. Like the idea of all these things are great, but we're probably just putting pressure on ourselves to feel like we need to do all of these things. Yeah. But actually our kids are not going to give a shit if we don't have an email address for them mm. to give to them when they're 18. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I, I, I feel terrible saying this because it's such a gender stereotype. But having boys, I feel like I'd hand them the email address at 18 and they'd be like, oh, like, mum, that's so much to read. How embarrassing. Yeah. Get yes. a life. <laughs> yeah. 
Yes. Is this what you're doing instead of having fun? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. I agree. I, but I mean, gosh, if you are doing that, that's amazing. Yeah, Maybe good. Just, no, like yeah, good, good on you. On you. <laughs> but that's the thing. Are we just putting pre- unnecessary pressure on ourselves to do things like that? Mm, on top of everything else. And mm. I guess I, the bottom line with all of these things is like, all of these mum load things. And it reminds me of our episode with Claudia, the nutritionist. She said, you know, she said when you have, um, you know, when you don't have enough food in the house, it's the mum who is the one who goes the most hungry, which was so heartbreaking, but I wasn't surprised at all to hear that. Yeah. And actually with all of these mum load things and the mum guilt and then all these other things you expect to do for your child, it's a hundred percent, your mental health that suffers to ensure all those things are done and your well-being. Yeah. And your physical health. Yeah. Oh, totally. yeah. Because, you know, whilst you're filling in the baby book and planning out your snacks of the week and stuff, you're not going for that run you really wanted to go for or you're mm. not having a bit of Going t- to bed early. Or... Yeah. Or just like vegging out in front of some Netflix, which is what's yeah. good for you. So, yeah, it's also ensuring you prioritize yourself, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So on to the next one. Um, oh, yeah, this is a great one. When I went back to work, I just felt swamped at first. At home, I could wing what the twins wore, get them changed if needed, throw together some food, etc. But when the twins started home-based care, I realized how much mum work or thinking I actually do every day because I had to plan for it. Sorting clothes, spare clothes, making sure milk bottles are ready, meals, spare food just in case, planning the day around naps and adjusting the day when they take a shorter nap than planned, etc. I feel like as a mum, you can't give anything 100% and that's a real struggle for me sometimes. Oh, oh like so true. I feel that one to my bones. Yeah, we've definitely talked on here before about I think especially when we were working, you just felt like you were doing, or well, we felt like we were doing everything badly. Yeah. Or not giving everything 100%. Yeah. And yeah. It, is, it is seriously tough. And I think even if you can, you know, if you've got a partner at home, if you can say, oh, can you do some of this? Like mm. you said, it's still, you're still the per- one often thinking about it and, having to remind them to do it Mm. and again we said this before I I think the really hard thing is that if you have been that primary caregiver for however long the parental leave's been you know six months a year whatever um, and your partner's been working for that time when you then go back to work it's I think it you do have to sit down and have that conversation because all that, stuff, all that stuff that that other person or other parent hasn't had to think about for that year because you've done it all the extra things you then do have to split that 50 50 if you're going back to yeah. work you know that you take it in turns to make lunches or that's one person's responsibility while the other person packs the nursery bag for the morning or you know the snacks and sh- sharing who makes those etc or organizes them there's just it's like we didn't have that conversation. I felt so swamped because I was like, okay, well, I have to do pick up and drop off because it was nearer my work. I need to get the bag ready. I need to get both of us dressed. Like mm. it was so, so much. And it's really hard not to then become resentful, but actually you can avoid yeah. that by just laying it all out at the start, can't you? 
Yeah, I think we probably had a conversation about it maybe two weeks in. Yeah. Where it was, I was just starting to notice, I think. Yeah, I was just starting to notice that I was feeling a bit overwhelmed about things. So I just thought, right, we need to chat about this. And yeah. And and Tomo just said, he was like, gosh, I just didn't even think about that. Like, thank you, thank you for telling me because I hadn't even, yeah. it hadn't even crossed my mind. And then as soon as we had the chat, it was, he was really good about it. And yeah, I think, like you said, it's helpful to have those conversations before it gets bad because yeah. otherwise that's when it turns into an argument. And Oh, totally. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's never good making a plan when one of you's pissed off. <laughs> oh, yes. But it is, totally. it's, it is a lot of work thinking about, organ, you know, just getting them ready for daycare and nursery with all of the many things they need. And then they throw in like book day or, or yeah. the fact that they need Pamela or antibiotics whilst they're there or something, just anything. Yeah. And you're like, this is a lot for me to think about. And you'd always end up forgetting your own lunch and then you'd eat junk food for lunch, wouldn't you? Or yes. not eat. And that's the thing when you're working, it's all of that. Plus you, then you have expected to turn up to work and give 100% yeah. while your child is always in the back of your mind. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then you go pick them up from daycare and then it's like a shit show trying to get dinner ready. And Oh Yeah. Yeah, such yeah. a show. And then you're like, and we're doing it all again tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Yeah. I think as well um, that I, I'm not sure if you did the drop-offs and stuff as well, but it just worked out that I did. But you're also the one that deals with uh, the daycare and has yes, all that yeah, extra I stuff. Did. Yeah. And also... Like, I'm the one that gets all of the emails from them. Yeah. And, yeah, like, I've got the app and things like that, whereas I don't know why automatically that's me that gets that. Yeah, all of that stuff. And even though I think it is also how the children see it, because, like, as teachers, when you'd say, when a kid would say, oh, I've forgotten my, you know, my togs for swimming later, can you call mum? Yes, yes. <laughs> and then most of the time the mum would say, your own fault, you're old enough to yeah. remember your own togs. But Tough luck. <laughs> sometimes, you know, the mum would like leave a gym class or leave whatever they're doing to come and drop the swimmers off to them. And you just think it is, even the children, would rec- they always recognise, don't they, that it's, it's just mum who will do those things. Yeah, but even if both parents were working, I feel like it was an automatic thing to ring mum, unless parents yeah. had specifically said, you know, on these days, or, you know, can you call dad? It is just an automatic thing, and I found that when, when Tomo and I were both working when Harry was at preschool, no matter what, I would always get the phone call. Yeah. And, you know, we'd said to them a couple of times, it's actually quite tricky for me to leave work. It's, you know, if we needed to, um, Tomo would, but they would still always ring me first, which I thought was very interesting. Yeah. Maybe, yeah probably yeah. because I was doing all of the drop-offs and pickups normally. Well, I think it is but. just gender stereotypes too. You know, you just expect mum to, um, to be doing those things, you know, and I imagine... I, well, I remember mum would always get more of a hard time from the kids if something had been forgotten for a yes. costume for something or a school project. Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah. 
It never ends. <laughs> no. <laughs> I feel like if someone um, like isn't wanting to have kids and they listen to this episode, they will be like, I definitely don't want to have kids yeah. now. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out, guys. I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> um, the next one, uh, I just want, before we say this, I just want to say thank you to this person for reaching out. And we have been messaging them, um, but we just wanted to say again that we hope that you're okay and that you're brave for reaching out but Mm. they just said it recently took me to mental and physical burnout trying to look after everything and everyone this year has been ridiculous with sickness yes it definitely has and our family have constantly been battling illness after illness which means lots of time off work which then puts a financial pressure on the household and guilt for not being at work enough yeah eventually i the mum got very sick and had an emotional breakdown So much time spent worrying and looking after others, I forgot to look after myself and didn't realize how unwell I was becoming. That's so, yeah, that's very tough. And I, unfortunately, I think that's probably very common. And I was just saying to Catherine before I, um, with the endless amounts of sickness, um, someone that I know of they actually decided that she was going to quit her job because the kids had been sick so much and they she'd run out of sick leave run out of annual leave and they actually couldn't afford for her to be taking leave from work and still paying for their preschool or daycare so they decided for her to quit her job and stay at home with the kids because they were just so so sick which has been a problem for everybody this winter, I think. Yeah. Oh, gosh, hasn't it just? Um, but it's so hard because for so many people, work is what makes them feel normal again. Or, you know, yeah. it's just that lovely thing outside of mum life that keeps you going. So it's just so sad to think that that's something they've had to give up that they necessarily didn't want to give up. Um, yeah, or to just even feel like you're at work but you can't give it your all. That's such an awful feeling. And that yeah. was something I really struggled with when I went back to work. I thought, oh, I, I love my job, but I just feel like I can't give it everything. And I really, I found that really, really difficult. Yeah, because you want to feel like, you know, everyone wants to feel like they're good at something or doing something well at least. And especially if you've got a good relationship with your colleagues, you don't want to let them down, do you? Yeah, yep, definitely. You just want to feel like, I don't know, I, when, when you, especially when you're working in a team, you want to feel like you're pulling your weight. and Yes. And you want to feel like people can rely on you and not that you're off sick again because of the kids. Yeah, but at the end of the day, that's the reality. And mm. I'd say this winter, especially hopefully workplaces have been understanding with that. Yeah, and it's not the reality forever. Um, yes. And I hope yep. that 10, 15, 20 years down the line, when we have colleagues in the exact same position that yeah. that your friend was in, for example, that we will be really accommodating and reassuring and remember these times We'll have to yeah. come back and listen to this podcast and then yeah. maybe start making them some dinners. <laughs> yes. And just, yeah, take some of the weight from them. Try and yeah. Help. We all have, yeah, you just have periods in your life where things are trickier and easier. I guess you just have to recognize that, don't you? And yeah, get help when you need it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Thank you so much to that person for, for sharing that. It's, oh, yeah when we would we were just talking before we started recording about how um 
you know, sometimes you do just feel like you're surviving and then that one extra thing, like one of them having a cough or cold, really tips you over the edge, doesn't mm. it? Oh, gosh, yes. And you don't even feel like you're surviving anymore. I yeah. saw- <laughs> like we've had shocking sleep recently with illness and things and last night I had a full night's sleep and I literally when I woke up this morning said to my husband and children guys you're actually going to get some parenting today don't get too yeah. excited <laughs> I'm here I'm actually here I'm alive <laughs> yeah and I'm going to do something super duper fun with you today and you're going to be really shocked oh. because the past two weeks have been shit <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh, and it's, it's, I think when you're out of it and you look back and you're like, holy shit, how did we just survive those last couple of weeks? But we did, but man, that sucked. Yeah. Yeah. And then when you think about all the other things people have going on, like house renos, or if they're like, you know, the dishwasher breaks or just anything and you're like, no, I'm done. I'm checking out. This is just too much for me to handle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for sharing those to our listeners. Please give us any more of your your kind of mum load um, messages and thoughts. Please send them to us. There's so many of them. I mean, just when we were talking about it, we discussed like packing for trips. That's just like a given that that comes down to yeah. mum. <laughs> and is it even worth having a discussion about that (laughs) and yeah like haircuts dentist appointments doctor's appointments booking activities like swimming lessons and stuff like that making sure you yeah get the best ones and are there on time for like the booking system so you make sure you get the time you need yeah just all of those things that constantly happen in the background yeah yeah thank you so much for sharing and there are so many more things as well. And I think like we said at the start, it's very hard to put into words what it is. And um, yeah, but I think the most important thing is you're definitely not alone with it. I, no. Every single mum I have spoken to feels this really heavily. Yeah. So what can we do? How can we make this better for us? Well, I, I think know. even just some of those things I was saying – I felt a bit silly saying them and I was thinking, I know if I listen back to this in years to come, I'll be thinking, get a grip. Like, yeah. that's, not, that's not hard. Like, what's hard is parenting teenagers or something, you know. Like, yeah. but right now, this is how we feel at this moment in life and this is how so many people feel at this period of our lives, isn't it? And I think just never feeling silly for saying that cooking dinner is too much or, yeah. you know, packing a bag for school is too much because everyone's got things going on haven't they and I think when you think of those tasks in isolation that easy you know yes. booking a haircut is like that's so easy or yeah packing the bags that's easy but you're doing that amongst all of those other things plus your parenting yeah and you're really fucking tired yeah so <laughs> yeah 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 it's, exactly it's all it's of those things hard. together just like a giant shit sandwich piling up (laughs) but we love it we really do i yeah love it it's the best (laughs) it is (laughs) um we'll uh we will come with at you with a more positive podcast 
yeah in weeks to come us wind yeah Yeah. and yeah like we said please whinge at us as well love to hear it yes yeah actually next week we've got tomo and matt on the podcast so that's really great timing for them we thought we'd do a little bit of a father's day special so yes yeah. You'll be hearing from them next week. So it won't be us whinging. No, it won't. And actually, something else for the mum load, you have to go out and get bloody Father's Day presents. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. And, like, try and convince the kids to make a cute card that actually I make with my left hand and pretend it was them. <laughs> <laughs> Done that a lot. <laughs> oh, my gosh, yes. Oh, well. Just send them along to Frozen, like you are. Yeah. Yeah, what a treat. Um, Thanks so much for listening, all of you. Yeah, have a lovely week. Yeah. Bye. Bye.